0: Why a win for the New Orleans Saints is so incredibly important this week, the biggest threat that the Philadelphia Eagles present onto the field, and what the Saints need to do to get back to their winning ways this Sunday. We got all that and a little bit of Lanyap for you on this crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Saints.
1: You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Eagles fans, Saints fans, welcome in. It is crossover Thursday right here on Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Saints. As always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Saints your first listen each and every day. It's a battle on Sunday between the four and six Eagles at home hosting the five and four. New Orleans Saints. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of Lockdown Eagles, joined by my co-host for the day, the host of On Saints. It's Ross Jackson. Ross, what's up, man? Uh, hey, long time, hey. no talk. We did this last <laughs> year. It was the first start for Jalen Hurts, right? Carson Wentz had just got benched yep. and uh, the new era had begun and they haven't really looked back since. So it's going to be fun to see the rematch this year.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing where these two teams have grown and changed over the course of the year. Of course, New Orleans Saints, gonna be walking in with their own quarterback troubles this time, uh sort of where the Eagles were last time. But now I dare say the Eagles are far out of the conversation of trouble when it comes to Jalen Hurts because man, he's looking yeah.
1: good. <laughs> no, he has played really well. And um it's crazy you look back to just a year ago. That was his first start and it was a convincing win for Hurts and yep. the Eagles. And you know what's crazy, Ross, is the Eagles this year, they're four and six, only a game back of the Carolina Panthers right now as the seven seed in the wild card. But that really hasn't been because of the um, home field advantage. They haven't mm-hmm. won at Lincoln Financial Field. They're 4-2 and two this year on the road, and they haven't won their 0-4 at home. Their last win, actually, at the link was last year against the Saints. So um, we'll see if they can finally get on the board uh, in New Orleans against New Orleans again.
0: Yeah, and uh, look, I, I think the, the whole idea of them not winning at home Uh, Since last time they played the Saints, in and of itself, is motivation for the Saints, and of course, this win is very important for both the Eagles and the Saints. I'm sure we'll highlight, you know, the playoff picture, tiebreakers, you know, all those head-to-head sort of situations and everything as we go through. But uh, I know I'm just very excited to to talk about this game because I've been looking forward to this one all season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Ross, you look at it; these are. Two of the most consistent teams from that 2017 to 2020 stretch. And now they kind of find themselves like in the middle of, I wouldn't say it's a rebuild for the Saints. It's kind of a retooling for New Orleans, yeah. a rebuild for the Eagles. But yet at the same time, you alluded to it, both teams are competing. Like the Saints right now holding on to that sixth seed at five and four. The Eagles only a game and a half back from them, a game back from Carolina. This could be huge in that head-to-head matchup tiebreaker um, because the Mm -hmm. Eagles already have a win against the Panthers and the Falcons who are battling for those spots. A win against the Saints would go a long way in the same for New Orleans. I think the only difference is it feels like although these two teams are kind of fighting for those last two spots and they're kind of in a similar tier in the NFL, it feels like with the Saints – They're a quarterback away still where the roster looks very similar to the teams that were making deep runs. Whereas the Eagles, it feels like, yeah, both teams lost their franchise quarterback, but it was for different reasons. A lot of it Mm -hmm. was because for the Eagles, their roster and just how long of a way they had to go. I mean, they've looked a lot better since over the last few weeks, but I think it's there's definitely a difference between the two teams, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, And just to highlight the importance of the win here. For the New Orleans yep. Saints, if they were to beat the Eagles and then split the rest of their series, they already have losses to Carolina and Atlanta. But if they split right. those series, then head-to-head and conference wins become really important in terms of any potential tiebreakers down at the bottom of the NFC playoff race the Saints will be engaged in. And that sort of gauntlet down there after those those top four spots, that becomes a huge – this this mm-hmm. potential win here for the Saints could right. become a huge, huge deal. For them in terms of solidifying their playoff spot, if they can continue to maintain that conversation and maintain themselves in that conversation. And I do think that they can, they have the pieces to be able to do it, particularly that defense over on the offensive side. You mentioned they're a quarterback away. The thing that feels a little bit different in New Orleans is that it also feels like in some, in some cases, they're kind of a receiver or two away as well. Michael Thomas, not getting able to get back out on the field at all this season. So they're working with these guys that are undrafted free agents. And of course, Traquan Smith, who was a third round draft pick just a few years ago, but they're trying to get this sort of receiving core, pass catching core, I would even say at this point, uh, a a little bit more reliable uh, going into games. And they've been fantastic in the fourth quarter when these, you know, particularly over these last two games, when teams and defenses start to let up after big leads, but they have to be able to get out to a stronger start at this point. And probably the biggest news Around the New Orleans Saints right now has been that they lost Alvin Kamara for last week's game. Mark Ingram filled in and their loss in Tennessee looked great for them. He looks like a guy that could still lead, uh, you know, a running back room for you if you needed to. But uh, Alvin Kamara returning to practice on Wednesday. That's really, really, really big news for the New Orleans Saints because they'll need Alvin Kamara yeah. if they want to get this win and fill in Philly.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And we're going to get into Kamara. We're going to get into the matchups on both sides of the football coming up on crossover Thursday. Louis DiBiase, Ross Jackson, uh, locked on Eagles, locked on Saints. But Ross, before we do get into that, I mean, what do you think is the biggest storyline for the Saints in this matchup?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's that Alvin Kamara watch right now over the course of yeah. this week, right? That becomes the biggest piece of all this. Now, the Saints. Are going to be rolling ahead again with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. I expect now they could potentially transition over to Taysom Hill, but the Eagles kind of exposed Taysom Hill in his fourth game and his final game as a starter last year. That defense did a great job around limiting him, confusing him, giving him something he hadn't seen with all those versatile players, particularly at the second level and in the uh, secondary. And mm. so I think that that becomes a huge, huge, uh, Piece of importance for them as they as they head forward here, and so you look at what the biggest story is for them. It, it's got to be getting Alvin Kamara back and having right. him back in the backfield for them because he is their most solidified and their most consistent playmaker, and they're they're going to need him. They're going to need him big time. So that's yeah. kind of the biggest story for the Saints. What are you thinking about for the Eagles?
1: I think the biggest storyline for the Eagles right now, I'm still most curious about the identity of this football team as they head into the later portion of the playoff race, and they are in it despite being two games under 500 at 4-6. and And look, the run game right now is really working. Um, And they're just in a high-volume, high-efficiency run offense right now. But Mm -hmm. the question is, will they continue to go at this high-volume this 2018 Baltimore Ravens-like style, especially, though, considering the strides that Jalen Hurts is making in the passing game. Like, I still, all the, it's, it's kind of, Ross, this, like, balance between, you know, your priorities short-term, you are in the playoff race, but at the same time, a lot of what 2021 for the Eagles was about was finding out long-term answers, specifically with mm-hmm. who's going to be your quarterback, and so you kind of have to find that balance and find that balance, like, yeah, you don't want to be using Jalen Hurts and a James Harden, Russell Westbrook usage rate, if you will, to make an NBA reference, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, right now, it's the complete opposite end of the spectrum. So I still want to see if he can look good like he is the past couple of weeks as a passer, but in a higher volume volume, excuse me, when you need them to throw 30-plus times in a football game. So to me, although they're in a playoff race and this is a big game against the Saints, there is still some long-term storylines for me that I want to keep an eye out for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, this New Orleans Saints defense has been fantastic against the run and I know very much that the uh yeah. Eagles have kind of shifted their focus over the course of these last two weeks, these two this two uh game win streak that mm-hmm. these Eagles are on right now. It, they've been sort of that I don't want to call them Baltimore Ravens run attack, but it's kind of mm-hmm. seemed to be the theme for them, right? They've gone very right. run heavy. They did it phenomenally last week against the uh, the Denver Broncos, for instance. And so the Saints right now, number one team in the NFL when it comes to uh, you know stopping the, the run game. And so right. you're going to have to be able to throw the ball up against this Saints defense. And they've shown a propensity to give it up, particularly in crossing patterns. Now, some of it is designed when they switch to zone and they leave and that those are the options mm-hmm. that they give you. But run after catch has been a big issue for the Saints so far this year, which could be good news for guys that, you know, can turn on some afterburners like a guy like uh, Devonta Smith, who has been fantastic so far this season and has looked phenomenal.
1: We're gonna get into the specific matchups coming out next. This is Crossover Thursday. Louis DiBiase of Locked On Eagles alongside Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Get Upside. It's an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to twenty five cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code Touchdown and get a bonus twenty five cents per gallon on your first fill up, that's up to 50 cents in cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the app for free and use the promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents in per gallon in cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpset app and use the promo code Touchdown. Guys, this is Crossover Thursday. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Saints your first listen each and every day. It's Louis DiBiase and Ross Jackson. We're previewing a 1 p.m. battle on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field between the four and six Eagles and the five and four Saints. A big game when it comes to this NFC Wild Card picture. And Ross, you know, we talked about the storylines in segment one. Now I want to get into the matchups, though, because we alluded to at the end of segment one, like strength against strength. The Eagles are now a run heavy offense. The Saints are the top rushing defense in the league right now. I mean, obviously, that's one of the big matchups to watch. What's another one, too, that you're keeping a really close eye on in this matchup?
0: Yeah, I'm going to keep it in the trenches, but I'm going to look at something a little bit more specific here when it comes to the run game. You know, we had uh, Doug Mouton from WWL down in New Orleans on on Locked on Saints yesterday, and he talked about the importance of contain Against Jalen Hurts it was something that really hurt the Saints last year. Uh, eight times he broke contain up against these Saints edge rushers that were focused on trying to maintain it. Now, you have uh, a little bit of a better tandem this year than you had last year. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, who is now uh, a Cincinnati Bengal, is a, a very nice pass rusher, don't get me wrong, but he was not very good against the run game, and he certainly wasn't very really good in the contain game. Now, the Saints will rely on veteran Cam Jordan there as well as the young bull, I guess you can call him, in Marcus Davenport as he's really started to turn right. it on since he came back from injury. So Maintaining contain around the edges there is going to be a big focus for this team. You might not even really see them try to put too much pressure well, in terms of those four down linemen on Jalen Hurts. He might use some stunts or some blitzes from the second level, try to vary that up a little bit. But when it comes down to it, the, you might see those edge rushers more focused on where's Jalen Hurts. Where is he looking and where is he headed? Because the Saints are a very uh, heavy man coverage team, which means a lot of those linebackers, a lot of those secondary players are turning their backs to Jalen Hurts. So you're going to need the spy. You're going to need the contain. That's going to be huge for them in this one.
1: I'm glad you mentioned man coverage with the Saints Mm -hmm. defense because one of the matchups I'm keeping a really close eye on. And of course, it has to do with how it's going to dictate the, you know, the outcome of this football game. But also just to from a fan perspective, Ross, I love the one on one matchups, right? That NBA style. Mm -hmm. And you don't really get that a lot in football, but you do when it comes to wide receivers versus cornerbacks and man coverage. And to see Devontae Smith go up against Marshawn Lattimore is going to be a fun test for sure. That's one of the best corners in football. One of the toughest, if not the toughest challenges of Devontae's early career. And uh, we talked about it a little bit in segment one, but Devontae Smith has been on fire lately. Um, Two incredible touchdowns against the Denver Broncos this past week. Pro Football Focus has him as the top wide receiver, graded the last four games. He's the highest graded rookie receiver now from PFF, even over Jamar Chase, who's been mm-hmm. having an incredible rookie year, probably the favorite of uh, to win Offensive Rookie of the Year for the majority of the season. To see him go up against Marshawn Lattimore now is going to be a really fun test. And like you said, they're going to have to throw the football probably to win this game. I mean, obviously, it's going to be the Eagles don't have a weak run offense. It's the strength of the team. But right. the Saints have the top rushing defense in football right now, so Jalen Hurts gonna have to throw more than you know fifteen to twenty times like he's been able to get by with the last three weeks. So it's gonna have to be Devonte Smith, especially with no Dallas Goddard this week, that really takes up the volume in the passing game.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna be huge, and I'm glad that you mentioned Dallas Goddard because that gets me to my second matchup, which is gonna be the Saints' linebackers and the middle of the field attack from the. Uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles. What's the best thing that you can do for a young quarterback? Well, give them a running back that can catch, give them a tight end that can catch. And they got both of them in Philly. (laughs) So I think that when it comes down to it, this matchup with Demario Davis and Quan Alexander, who are such a phenomenal linebacker tandem. And and you're going to be able to do a lot of stuff with Demario Davis, Quan Alexander. Don't get me wrong. You're going to see them blitzing. You're going to see them in run coverage, but their coverage over the middle of the field and taking away some of these security blankets, for a young quarterback like Jalen Hurts is going to be pivotal. Now that the the biggest issue is going to be can they do it without also giving up a huge, you know, opportunity for a big run from Jalen Hurts right up the middle or right through the B gap or something like that. So they're going to have to figure out exactly what that ends up looking like for them. But these two linebackers up against the attack over the middle of the field is going to be very, very important because look, if I see it every NFL team sees it. The New Orleans Saints have been very susceptible over the middle of the field, gave up 150 plus yards over just the middle of the field between the hashes up against Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. If you have a young quarterback that can put passes out right in front of him and anticipate getting the ball across center and all that as these wide receivers are coming across the field, you're going to take that for a young guy. And so I think that that should be something that Philadelphia looks the key in on over on the offensive side, particularly in the passing game, so that they could set up those deep shots. I know Jalen Hurts completed the longest air yardage pass last year. I don't, excuse me, last week. I don't think that's going to be the last time this season that we'll say that, but I do think giving him that sort of close to a line of scrimmage, safety net kind of offense is not something that should be too far from the reality for Philadelphia and something that New Orleans will have to be prepared for.
1: Yeah, 100%. And uh, Ross, to uh, wrap up the matchups to watch here in segment two, um, I want to get into Flipping the script, the the Saints offense Mm -hmm. against the Eagles defense, the Eagles defense, when it comes to the secondary, I actually feel like they've done a lot better the last month. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas the run defense now, which is normally, it's kind of the reverse of what the Eagles have been used to. It's been a strong run defense and a weak passing defense. The run defense has been quite an issue the last few weeks. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon really did what they wanted to until the game got out of hand and Teddy Bridgewater had to throw a lot. Fletcher Mm -hmm. Cox and Javon Hargrave should be one of the best defensive tackle duos in the league. Davian Taylor and TJ Edwards are playing a lot better at linebacker. And yet this, you know, and Derek Barnett's supposed to be strong against the run at defensive end. And yet this run defense still is just allowing running backs to have their way each and every week. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Alvin Kamara. But you mentioned how Mark Ingram looked really good for the Saints last week, right, became their all-time leading rusher. And Mm -hmm. so they need to be able to stop the run so it doesn't open things up for an inexperienced, you know, lower-tier quarterback that you really have to hone in on the run offense this week, and they have to get things right in that area because it normally is an elite trait for this Eagles defense, and that has just not been the case so far in 2021. So I'm really watching the trenches on the other side as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, games are one of the trenches. I know Doug Peterson, Sean Payton, they both believe, well, I guess not Doug Peterson, but I know that that was a a piece of Doug Peterson's influence that is probably still there with Sirianni. And then you look at what you know Sean Payton has always built as well when it comes to those trenches, uh, when it comes to winning those games. I I think that's a huge one. We'll see if the New Orleans Saints wide receivers are able to come back off of another big performance or off of a a big performance last week, particularly guys like Deontay Harris, as well as Trey smith but so far that wide receiver core that pass catching core has been concerning I'll say for for the Saints. So we'll see what ends up happening there and something to keep an eye out on when it comes to that run defense for the uh for the Philadelphia Eagles is right now the Saints have both of their tackles as DMP on the injury report coming out of Wednesday uh, coming out of Wednesday. So Teron Armstead missed last week, James Hurst stepped in in place of him. If Ryan Ramchick ends up missing this week, that could be huge for the New Orleans Saints. Even if they get Alvin Kamara back, they still got to be able to protect up front. So we'll see if they're going to be able to handle that. And we're going to see what these two teams are going to be able to handle when it comes to what a win would look like for either side. So we're going to break down this game in our final look at it before we get to uh, this big matchup here in the NFC. But before we get to that in our crossover Thursday here, uh, Louis DiBiase locked on Eagles, myself, Ross Jackson, locked on Saints. Want to let you know where you can get in on the action for this game as well. Don't just come and talk about it, right? Get in on some of that action because you can do that over at betonline.ag. Right now, the New Orleans Saints are underdogs in this one. The Eagles favorite at home, minus one and a half. You think this is going to be that first win for the Eagles at home? You feel like the Saints can break their two-game skid? Get in on it over at betonline.ag. And look, maybe you're not the type of person that likes to bet on your favorite football teams, things like that. I completely understand that, but don't worry. They've got you covered for first head coach fired right now that's mike zimmer that's up there at the top of that list uh odds to make the playoffs you can even get in on the nba nhl some mlb futures and of course even have your favorite vegas casino games as well so go and check them out at betonline.ag and if you're a new customer when you sign up make sure you use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your very first deposit that's promo code locked on for 50 percent off or excuse me a 50 percent welcome bonus over at betonline.ag where the game starts
1: This is Crossover Thursday. Louis DiBiase of Locked On Eagles, Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints, previewing this Sunday matchup at 1 p.m. in Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial Field between the four and six Philadelphia Eagles and the five and four New Orleans Saints. Ross, we've had a great show diving into the storylines to watch in this matchup, the matchups to watch as well in this football game. So I want to ask you to wrap up the show. Like, what does a win look like for the Saints to get to six and four to continue to keep a hold on one of those wild Spots, but not only that, but you know they're right in there for the NFC South division title with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. So to get a win to keep running for that division crown and to secure a playoff spot, what does a win look like for you?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really pleased about the chaos in the NFC for keeping our beloved team still in the mix here for the postseason conversation. Look, I I think that in order for the Saints to get a win in this, they're going to have to do a couple different things. First of all, they have to start out hot. They haven't been able to do that really. All mm-hmm. season so far. They have been a team that ends up having a big time performance in the fourth quarter to close gaps, particularly under uh, Trevor Simeon so far over the course of these last two games. Trevor Simeon's pass rating has been in the 80s over the course of the first three quarters, but then that has jumped up in the fourth quarter to 120 plus. So that's really the Saints need to be able to start off hot as opposed to uh, finishing hot or trying to close the gap late and things like that. So that's going to be number one. They're going to need their kicker to make extra points. That would be remarkably helpful With when it comes to Brian Johnson, who missed two point after attempts last week in Tennessee, which changes the game for them to where they had to go for two to try to tie the game, whereas had they hit both of those extra points, it would have been a situation where they would have been uh, kicking for the lead for an extra point in that last and final touchdown uh, to Marquez Callaway. So that's those are the big things that sort of have to happen execution-wise over on the offensive side. And I think they have to have a big game. They have to figure out the passing attack. I, I just think that this is something that this team is bound to get right eventually, especially right now where there's no Michael Thomas coming back. There's no potential for OBJ to return to the state of Louisiana to save Mm -hmm. the beloved franchise or anything like that. It's not happening. They just have to figure out with who they've got. and I think eventually they'll figure that out. Over on the defensive side, continue to be strong against the run game. Keeping this team to, let's say, under three and a half yards per carry would be fantastic. I know this team usually aims for under three per carry, but it's a little bit different when you have that mobile quarterback. It's just such a huge sort of wait in the opposite direction sure. or or push in the opposite direction. And then, of course, not giving up the big plays. The Saints gave up a bunch. Uh, I think over the last two weeks, it's been 10, 20 plus yard plays given up, even though they haven't given up in either of those games a reception for more than 20 air yards. It's been yards after catch that have killed them constantly. So they're going to have to be able to get all of that uh, figured out over the defensive side. So if they can just do yep. all of that, then that's what a (laughs) win looks like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think for the Eagles, what a win looks like for the birds on Sunday on the offensive side of the football, obviously you want to stay true to what you're doing well right now. And that's, you know, running behind the strength of your team, which is the offensive line, which is this run game, even without Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, Jalen Hurts himself Mm -hmm. have really been carrying this team when it comes to production on the ground. But at the same time, you got to be balanced because the Saints are a top tier rushing defense. So Jalen Hurts, I want to see him throw the football. He's been very efficient throwing the ball the last few weeks against the Chargers. I'd say the Lions too, even the week before and against the Broncos, but let's see now if the volume increases, if he can continue that efficiency up because eventually you can't be running the football 40 plus times a game and expect to always win consistently. So it's striking a balance on the offensive side of the football. And then when it comes to the defense, So far this year, they've been very hot and cold with when it comes to playing aggressive versus playing very deep, you know, off-ball zone coverage. They've allowed more quarterbacks to have an 80% completion percentage than it should ever happen. They were on pace, you know, before last week, Ross, to have the highest completion percentage allowed in NFL history at 75.5%. So to me, he has adjusted. Jonathan Gannon, I should say, the defensive coordinator, has adjusted and played more aggressive when he doesn't play star quarterbacks. And so considering I wouldn't say Trevor Simeon is a star quarterback by any means necessary, I hope he sticks with that theme. Obviously, you Mm want to see him eventually against good quarterbacks, make them work for their yards too, but don't make it easy – on somebody like Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill, whoever is playing quarterback. Play aggressive, trust your cornerbacks like Darius Slay, who's having a Pro Bowl season, and let them go make plays against the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Those are the keys to me for an Eagles victory. And uh, Ross, is going to be a great game. It was a great game last week. It's always fun when these two teams... Battle it out. There was kind of a little bit of a rivalry going on in 2017 yeah. and 2018 <laughs> with these teams. So you know they're they're very different units now, um, but at the same time, it's always a good one, and I can't wait to watch the game on Sunday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think Malcolm Jenkins is thinking about it the same way that we're thinking uh, about it. I'm sure he's Malcolm very excited Ross. to get. It's uh, oh, that's, sure. that's a
1: position we have not replaced since we lost him in 2019.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a big narrative here, and and you know talking about it from the New Orleans perspective, like I mean the Saints missed him terribly. When they didn't have, and they spent years trying to replace that production and everything, and he has been playing some of his best football, despite the fact that he's like you know however many games in a row at this point, or thirteen thousand snap, thirteen hundred snaps or something like that. Like it's just insane uh, this guy's career so far, and he's been playing maybe some of his best football here uh, at a time where usually you start to see those players start to dwindle and. You for know, sure. with C.J. Gardner-Johnson out for the New Orleans Saints, Malcolm Jenkins picking up a little bit more of an expanded role yeah. over the course of these or will over the course of the next couple of weeks. So, you know, expect to see a lot of them being and expecting to be very active on the defensive side.
1: Yeah, I think Howie Roseman sometimes projected some older players to uh, regress um, mm-hmm. shorter yeah, than... Yeah, right, you um, want to be um, a right? year
0: early than a year late, that but kind of thing. I
1: think he chose wrong when it comes to Malcolm Jenkins. I thought he hung on to guys like Alshon Jeffrey and Jason Peters a mm-hmm. bit too long, and I think mm-hmm. he let a guy like Malcolm Jenkins go. I think uh, just think it was a bad judgment call, but going to be a great game, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cross Over Thursday right here on Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Saints. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Saints your first listens each and every day. You can follow me on Twitter at DBL L-O-E and our show page is at Locked on Birds. Ross, tell everybody where they can find you.
0: Oh yeah, nice and easy at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. And of course, with the Locked on Saints podcast every Monday through Friday.
1: Guys, after Crossover Thursday, make sure you tune into Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. That's going to do it for Crossover Thursday. For Ross Jackson, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening and enjoy the game on Sunday.